Welcome to Face Your Fears with Jordan Spears, and I am indeed yet again Jordan Spears. Gonna watch Phantasm 2 today, because I dug the first one, so I'm re-watching the second one. It's pretty exciting. Came out in 1988. Don Coscarelli wrote and directed it just like he did with the first one. I know Angus Scrim is back as the tall man. I know Reggie Bannister is back as Reggie. I haven't seen this movie in a really long time. I know this is the unrated director's cut that came with the Blu-ray box set, so I think it restored some of the gore uh, that had to be cut out from the uh, original cut of the movie. Other than that... I don't really remember that much. I I know that it's the sequel, and I know that I've seen it, but it's been a long, long time, so I'm excited to see if I dig it uh, as much or more than the first movie. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's get to it. All right, I'm back. Just finished watching it. I'll start off by doing a brief synopsis of the uh, the plot. Well, maybe it won't be brief, but it definitely won't go all the way to the end. Uh, so at the end of the first movie, his older brother Jody uh, is dead, but it happens off screen and you don't really know if it's real or not. Turns out that that bit is indeed still a thing in this movie. Uh, this kind of picks up right at the end of the first movie, uh, but also the whole beginning of this movie could be a dream. It's a little ambiguous, but they're overall in this movie, there's way less uh, dream sequences than in the first one. So this picks up right when Tall Man's trying to capture Mike. Uh, Reggie fights off a bunch of dwarves to save him. And then the house explodes in a really impressive house explosion. Uh, then it skips to seven years later and Mike has been hanging out in a psychiatric facility. Uh, he gets out and Reggie doesn't believe him. Uh, with everything involving the tall man, which makes me think that the end of Phantasm 1 and the beginning of this one was maybe a dream, because Reggie definitely did some stuff in the first Phantasm movie, but either he's lying to Mike to try to get him to not go after the tall man, or that stuff's a dream. It's never really, you know, said, but it also kind of doesn't really matter. So then, yeah, Reggie and Mike decide to go back uh, to my, to Reggie's house, and that ends poorly because there is yet another giant house explosion. Uh, so then they decide, like, hey, you know what? We're just gonna take a uh, go go on the road, and we're gonna take it to the tall man and hunt him down. Uh, so Mike also randomly gets like a psychic connection with this girl named Liz. And so they're kind of trying to find her and they're trying to find the tall man so that they can, you know, rescue her and kill the tall man. They raid a hardware store at one point, which is pretty sweet because Reggie builds a shotgun with four barrels, which is probably one of the coolest things in a horror movie. Uh, and Mike builds a flamethrower, which is also pretty dope. They do it inside the hardware store, which is uh, just, I guess that's a thing you can do. Uh, and then they pay for everything, which is really nice of them. So then, later on, they're they're going around trying to track down the tall man. Reggie picks up a pretty suspicious hitchhiker, uh, and they meet up with Liz. And then uh, the tall man abducts Liz, and they have to go to a funeral home to track her down. And that's about as much of the plot as I'll reveal. It is kind of weird because they they open with footage from the first phantasm 
Uh, but then they recast Mike in this movie, which I guess isn't a big deal because it's got a, a seven-year time jump. So I guess in theory you could be like, yeah, it's the same character. It's just weird that they went with a different actor, but whatever. Uh, not really a big deal in the long run. I will say that the pace of this movie is a lot more, not frantic, but it's definitely qu more quick. Uh, because the first movie just had so many kind of dream sequences and, and it just, in general, it, you know, it just felt a lot more like a weird nightmare. Uh, and this one seems a lot more like a, you know, straight up horror flick. So that's pretty cool. I mean, I guess there was also several years, uh, between doing the first one and doing this one. And, and so... You know, maybe you just wanted to do a, a movie with a very different vibe. And you can tell that the budget for this one is way, way bigger uh, than the first movie. Because, I mean, as I said, there's two house explosions in the first, like, 12 minutes of the movie. And they're, like, big house explosions. Like, they... Yeah, it, it was very impressive. Uh, also, there's a car explosion, so they they went explosion heavy in this movie, which is clearly the mark of a bigger budget if they can afford to blow up uh, houses and cars. Also, I was correct. the The first movie did take place in Oregon. In this one, it's still in Oregon because they they have uh, some road signs and stuff. There's some really irresponsible flamethrower use at one point in the movie it was uh it was a little alarming uh mike sets a, a fire in a fireplace from like six feet away with his flamethrower and you know what that seems unsafe to me it seems very very unsafe there is there was a chainsaw fight in this movie which also seems like a bigger budgeted thing because <laughs> you know if, if you have the money for house explosions, you got the money for chainsaw fights and quad barrel shotguns. Uh, there's three spheres in this movie, and they can all do fun things. Because in the first one, you just kind of see the sphere in, like, one scene, and it flies around and, and kills somebody. In this one, you get to see the spheres a lot more, and there's three of them. Two of them are the regular chrome spheres, and one of them is gold, and it looks like it's bigger, which is pretty dope. Uh, one of the chrome ones also, along with the regular pronged blades and the, uh, the drill, it makes like a whirring blade come out of it that lops a dude's ear off at one point, which is pretty sweet. And then the gold sphere can shoot lasers and it turns into a buzzsaw at one point. So they, they really went all out on the, uh, sphere special effects in this one. And you get some some cool camera work and stuff. Uh, the theme song is still super dope. They don't use it as much, but when it is used, it's really cool. Special effects-wise, there's some pretty cool stuff as well. Uh, I mean, like I said, dude gets his ear lopped off, uh, then catches a sphere to the head, so you get to see, like, a classic sphere kill. The, the tall man, like, uses human henchmen in this, along with the minions. Like, I think they're still dead, but... They seem like they have a lot more of their mind intact rather than just like being little weird Jawas. Because at one point they're they're fighting one of the dudes and like he he, he reacts to uh, getting hit in the crotch. And I feel like if you're just a mindless zombie, that's not really going to bother you. So that's kind of interesting as well. Uh, one of the evil henchmen gets burned alive and the effects for that were pretty good. Another one gets pinned to the wall by a sphere, and then uh, 
later one burrows into his back and comes out of his throat like up into his mouth which is pretty rad then you know one gets killed by the chainsaw and the chainsaw fight um i was thinking about it and i kind of feel like the the tall man is like kind of creepier than a lot of uh horror villains well maybe not creepier i'd say more frightening i guess because like you know with jason it's kind of like well he hangs out at camp crystal lake or i mean manhattan for one movie for well for like 15 minutes of one movie uh but you know you got to go to him like he's not gonna like leave crystal lake except for unless he's going to space but i guess that wasn't his choice or you know going to new york like i said earlier or or then like uh freddy like at least in the earlier movies it's more he's just getting revenge on the kids of the parents that killed him uh whereas uh the tall man in this movie he kind of He's got plans, man. He's he's got schemes. He's uh he's doing his own thing and it seems like what he's doing sucks because it sounds like he just goes from town to town uh and kills everyone one by one or in mass. It's not really, you know, shown, but he leaves like destroyed ghost towns in his wake and as he goes along and kills everybody in the town he turns them into his own minions so it's like he's he's just moving across the US just wiping people out which is i don't know it's just a lot freakier to be like oh this dude could just come for me like i could just be hanging out at my house not doing anything and the tall man could just show up in my town and cause a ruckus which is uh not great as it turns out uh at one point the tall man also manifests himself as like a weird little worm monster coming out of somebody's back. And that was kind of fun. Like he does some cool stuff in this movie. He uses telekinesis a little bit. He's got a super strength going because he crushes one of the spheres with his bare hands, which is pretty sick. It's still not entirely sure if he's like an alien or an extra dimensional being or just a regular dude that figured out some horrible forbidden secret that he wasn't supposed to know i don't know something something's up with that dude though uh and he is up to no good uh there was some more kind of i don't know references that i caught in this movie as well because i don't know i i feel like there was some some evil dead 2 references and i know evil dead 2 came out in 1987 and then phantasm 2 came out in 1988 so it makes me wonder if Don Coscarelli was just a big uh, Evil Dead 2 fan and decided to do some homages. Because uh, at one point, you see some uh, cremated remains that end up in a plastic bag, and the, the bag is labeled Sam Raimi, who, if you don't know, directed all of the Evil Dead movies and, you know, Dark Man and Quick and the Dead and the Spider-Man movies, or the, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, I should say. Uh, and he's doing the new Doctor Strange movie coming out, which is pretty cool because I enjoy Sam Raimi movies thoroughly. Drag Me to Hell, that was another really good Sam Raimi movie. So yeah, that was a clear reference. But then like a dude chops his own hand off with a hatchet at one point, and that kind of struck me as like, oh yeah, it's sort of like uh, an Evil Dead thing. Uh, but then there's also a point of view shot where uh, Mike and Liz are being chased by one of the spheres. And so you see it from the Sphere's perspective. They're running, uh, and they're, like, slamming doors behind them as they're running away from it. And uh, it's, like, blasting through the doors, and it just reminds me a lot of 
uh, Ash being chased by like the entity in Evil Dead Two when it, he, he you know it's going through the cabin and he's like slamming all these doors and running down the through the different rooms and stuff uh, and the the entity is just like blowing through all of them. So I don't know. I don't know if it's intentional or if it was just kind of a fun. Like, oh, yeah, both these movies kind of came out around the same time and used some of the same tricks type thing. But I wouldn't be super surprised if it ended up being uh, intentional. So opinion-wise, I would say that this movie is definitely worth checking out. It's hard to rank it against the first one because they're so different. Like, this is a lot more of a straight-up road movie. I guess that's how you have what you'd call it. Like, it's they're they're on the move. They're hunting down the tall man. There's some cat and mouse kind of stuff. Like, it, the, the first movie really took place in one town, mostly in, like, two locations. It was just Mike and Jody's house and then the funeral home. Whereas this one, you know, yeah, it's it's kind of all over the place within Oregon. But yeah, they're just such different movies. I don't know if I could necessarily say like one is better than the other because it's the premise is similar, but it's still like a apples and oranges situation. Like it's almost uh, it's comparable to like the difference between Alien and Aliens, where Alien was a lot more suspenseful and then Aliens was just a rad sci-fi action movie. I would say that that's kind of the case between Phantasm 1 and 2. Uh, so I'd, I'd maybe say this one's better. I don't know, they're both well-made. They just have very different vibes. But I think if I was going to just pop in a Phantasm movie, I would pop this one in because it's just a really fun, more popcorn horror movie. Uh, and you get to see a lot more of everything, which is cool. Like, you know, clearly the, the bigger budget helped because, yeah, you, you just get more of everything that you want out of a Phantasm movie. So, yeah, I definitely say check it out if you haven't seen it because, yeah, so far these movies are doing real good. Uh, I'm excited to watch Phantasm 3. I'll probably do that at some point this week uh, and then record another episode and put it up, I don't know, maybe next Friday or Saturday. Eh, I don't know. Maybe I can put it up sooner than that. Just depends on how much free time I have, uh, which could be a lot or it could be not a whole lot. I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. Uh, other than that, let's see. Oh, so I started an Instagram for this podcast and I had to use a really stupid name because you can't put Face Your Fears with Jordan Spears as the, the name because that's too many characters. So I had to shorten it uh, significantly to FYFWJS. So that's the official Instagram of this podcast. Uh, I just had to go with the initials because... I, I could do, like, face your fears with spears, but I feel like leaving out words is never good, so let's go with a really weird abbreviation, right? At least I got everything in it. Um, so if you want to, you can follow me on there. I've been uploading, like, the movie poster for the movies I'm talking about and then throwing up a couple of pictures from it. Other than that, yeah, I think I'm just going to keep going with the Phantasm franchise for now, and then once I finish doing all five of those, I'll think about what movie I'm going to cover next. I uh, don't know if it'll be a standalone or if I'm going to dive into another franchise, but I've definitely been enjoying uh, doing these, and hopefully you guys have been enjoying listening to them. Oh, I got some cool uh, art for the podcast. Uh, one of my one of my buddies made some art for me, which is just super dope. Uh, shout out to Hunter, because I didn't ask for it, but I definitely appreciate it. Like, Also, all the people that have sent me messages or whatever talking about this and 
showing their support and stuff like that's super cool like genuinely i get emotional when i read the messages and and just yeah get that stuff because uh i don't know this is just something that i've wanted to do for a really long time and uh, i'm finally doing it so it's just cool that you know people people are digging uh what i'm doing it's just it's nice it's humbling other than that hope you guys have a really good day or week or whatever have a good time just in general, I hope all of you have a really good time. Uh, so yeah, signing off for now. Uh, I'll see you guys back with Phantasm 3.